Welcome back to the podcast. It's your host, John Scardina. I am so excited for this episode. As you know, the Readiness Lab is doing some really amazing stuff in the field. We pull in emergency managers from all over the place, literally globally. You know, you've, we've had Steve Johnson on the podcast. He's from the UK. We've had other people on the podcast like Walt Lewis, who's also one of our instructors for the Readiness Lab. We have new instructors this time for DIPOP. So if you're looking at emergency management response for dynamic populations, happening in st louis august 29th through 31st time's getting really short so make sure you book that right now because you need your hotel and you need your registration all that fun stuff that's happening and if you're a sponsor please sponsor us but all that fun stuff is happening but in terms of like the 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 essence of what we're trying to get to this crisis leadership in response and having these different perspectives i am so excited to announce one of our new instructors who's on an episode i think back in maybe March was Prescott. Prescott, it will be teaching us all about public information and we doing that per perspective. And then we also have with us on the show today, Zach Boris. So let me bring them both on the show right now. I'm probably going to add out some of this, which is going to be really fun. <laughs> uh, but if I can figure out where to add them. Here we go. Hey! Hey! hey. hey. So Prescott and Zach. Everybody knows Zach really well. Zach, you've probably been on the podcast, what, 10 times with me now? Too many times, I've heard. That's what the comments say. Uh, stop putting him on. We don't want to hear like him. He's got guy. his own podcast. Why we got to listen guy. to this guy twice? Uh, it's because we have a good dynamic. High fives. Um, wait. Uh, wait, which side was that? Can you hear buttons? Can you hear buttons when I do that? Oh, did yeah. it come through? Yeah. All right, Zach's back on the show. Oh, my God. Prescott back on the show. <laughs> Um, <laughs> seriously. Hey, Prescott, uh, seriously, uh, before we even start this, thank you so much for being on the podcast before, because, uh, with the St. Louis university class that went through and got to hear some of your comments about that, it was really, really phenomenal to see people take advice and put it into practice immediately. In fact, we have one of those students who was so impressed with you and with the course and everything else. One of my students from St. Louis university graduated he works for the DEA and he's coming to Die Pop. So um, thank you, sir, for helping us uh, find phenomenal students who want to be involved. And that, that lends credit to you. But before we get uh, really far into the weeds, Prescott, you also have another announcement, something to deal with the readiness lab. Breaking it, news. Breaking news, 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 news. <laughs> There we go. Um, more of that. More of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Prescott, tell us all the great things. What's happening? All you. right, some some super exciting news uh, is that I was so excited to be on your podcast, John, um, that with a little bit of a nudge right. from both of you, uh, I have started my own podcast. Oh my goodness, oh my god. As part of the Readiness Lab, welcome to Life Fire Layout, coming real soon. Like real next soon. week. Like literally next week <laughs> like and then week, yeah. regularly after that. It is going to be awesome. I've got some super speakers already lined up. Uh, the first one, I won't give it away, but uh, pretty cool, dude, I guess. <sighs> I'm the old, I'm on everywhere. I am like ubiquitous across this network. <laughs> I'm the omnipresent Zach. No the one even needs to book other guests. That's you know how what? good it is. The L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio solves problems and is specifically designed for emergency services. How do we know? We field tested it with medical, urban search and rescue, and collapsed and confined structures. This radio is amazingly tough. 
Check out the L3 Harris Extreme 400P radio at L3Harris.com right now. How do you spell Doberman Emergency Management? EOP, OEP, HVA, HMP, Thyra, TTX, Drone, PDA. Whenever you need an expert, Doberman Emergency Management field experts are there for support. Contact an expert at DobermanEMG.com today. The Readiness Lab is trailblazing disaster readiness. Early access for the highly anticipated course, Emergency Management Response for Dynamic Populations is currently live. Space is limited to 40. Go to thereadinesslab.com forward slash training to learn more. Honestly, someone's going to say, hey, why do you guys do guests? You guys just, just do this all the time. That would be... Yeah, probably. Probably would have been much easier to just have one podcast where we're both on it, but whatever. Oh we're going to do two right now, and then maybe we'll kill off one of them if... No, uh, we're not going to kill off. We're going to grow. <laughs> we're going to grow. It's all about growing. Prescott, yeah. okay, so I got to ask. So yes. I typically interview people like you who are currently in the field, have a lot of field experience. That's kind of my niche. niche. Uh, Zach takes the interviews and he goes into like things that are happening now, like current technologies, uh, emerging things. He talks about AI a lot on this uh, podcast, how to be on the forefront of emergency management. He's all locked in on that kind of stuff. So if we're both doing interviews and then you say you're doing interviews, how is your podcast different from EM Weekly, different from Disaster Tough Podcast, different from, I don't know, Preparedness Works or Tell Us How to Make It Better? What makes your podcast unique? I love it. I love it. All right. So the first thing that makes it the most unique is I really want to blend a lot of these um, uh, genres together. So what I want to do is I want to take people in the fire service, in the law enforcement world and emergency management, emergency medical services, right? A lot of these people um, want to blend together and they kind of already do, but I'm going to make this podcast one where we are bringing guests on from all of those different realms. It is going to be fantastic because I think um, they, they really, the worlds do blend. And then I think uh, anyone who, who doesn't believe that um, can just listen to the podcast and see where those lines intersect because it is awesome. And talking with Zach, ooh, dropped that a little early uh, for that very first podcast. We were, oh, yeah. he, are, he literally pointed to himself. Oh, and then yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It sounded like you were burping. It didn't even. Uh, but I gotta, I gotta tune that voice filter. <laughs> yeah, now to also, uh, like, to give uh, Prescott like a little bit of a nudge too. Like, it's not just that he's talking to different folks. His whole thing is also to focus on like much more of like the experience of being it versus like you know you have all these like people that have been in the career for so long. They're passing down like the the really critical nuggets. How do you get here? You know, where did I learn? Where did I experience the stuff that I needed to to get the position I'm in? I'm talking much more sort of like about the tactical side of emergency management. Like, what kind of stuff can you use to get this job done? What are the, uh, you know, immediate needs to sort of get through the job? His is going to be like the actual, like a holistic podcast, which is something we don't have on the network. So talking about like, hey, what happens when the call goes bad? And like, you got to deal with the mental health side of it. You have a family, you got to sort of, you know, mm take into account when you're doing this profession. Um, and you know, just all of the, the stuff that like, uh, I think we need to talk about, and there hasn't been a platform, uh, on our network for that. So I think it's going to yeah. be super helpful and valuable to have that different perspective. So I'm going to know a little bit more because I'm the founder of the readiness lab and I like the, the pitch. So, <laughs> you know, Zach, Zach is obviously USAR. He's also military. He's been a firefighter. I've been emergency manager my whole life. Like that's my perspective. I love interviewing people who are non-emergency managers. People get that all the time on my podcast. 
But we also don't really have a podcast that's geared really towards fire, but also for emergency services at the, um, I would say, at the tactical level, right? Like, um, we have emergency management podcasts. We need uh, to fill a void to help other people bring it, be brought into the conversation with us that are really the fire. I mean, it literally is fire is one of the three words in your podcast. And I think it's fantastic that you are a firefighter, that you have a public information background, you know, PIO background, and you can bring those kind of perspectives. At the same time, it's reaching out to an audience who probably listens to a lot of our shows. But again, we have these, you know, nuanced perspectives and you're like, Hey, firefighter talking to firefighter, firefighter talking to law enforcement. Um, you know, even asking like Zach, like real talk, when you said live, laugh, love, and it's like actually life fire layout. And I was like, okay, <laughs> what's the difference there? And uh, he was like, Hey, like here are the three, these three basic tenants that firefighters look at when they come up to a fire, right? They look for the life first, then they figure out where the fire's at and they figure out the layout of the, the building. And then like to pull that out contextually and to say like, Hey, we're going to look at life like that, like the life experience like that. I thought that was a phenomenal pitch, honestly. And um, you had a pretty good interview with uh, your podcast before with me. So I'm sorry that it's going to start off so poorly with uh, your first <laughs> guest, but it's going to be um, only uphill from there, which is pretty great. It's, it's pretty exciting. Listen, I'll, I'll, I'll get whoever can, you know, I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, I'm joking. Yeah. No, no hey, wait, hey, now to be no, fair. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before Zach says that. Yeah. A real talk. Everybody knows I love Zach. He's a genius, phenomenal, intelligent leader in the field. He will never call himself this, but it's totally true. Thought leader, a great friend, confidant, the whole deal. So never pick on Zach or I'll beat you up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> for the audio only folks, I was crying there. So that's why I had to say that. Uh, well, I but... don't like picking on my own people. And I realized <laughs> they made this joke and I was like, ah, I can't do that. I am very self-deprecating. It is totally fine. Uh, I am human garbage and I get it. Uh, no. Well, so I look like a pyro now. <laughs> so it was the, uh, I really like the, the, so we, Prescott and I have, batted this around for I, I'm not even joking it's got to be like close to nine months now and uh guy just will not commit and so we finally uh probably like three months ago Prescott's like dude meet me at the diner we're gonna like hammer through this and That's so awesome. we went to Athens Diner Colchester Vermont shout out to the Athens Diner and we ate a ton of delicious diner food and then sat there for like a solid three hours just hashing this out going through all of the different like types of names and stuff and it was one of those like he, i mean w i don't want to give too much of the podcast away because he talks about it but it was just one of those like flash in the pan moments where he's like i think we were like we we're like well what about like what are the terms that you guys use that like would be interesting to possibly use and he's like well you know there's this there's this and then you know like chief colette likes to use this one a lot and it's been burning my brain and i use it all the time like life fire layout like we you know it's it's just built into our our process and uh i was like oh like that sounds kind of cool i was like yeah. weren't we literally just sort of talking about that like life like you want to talk about your personal life and like the stuff you're dealing with uh you know the fire like that's like the seed of the fire right like you're gonna get into it you're gonna talk about like some really in-depth conversation mm -hmm. about something and then layout just like talking about how you do all this stuff like how do you configure your life you know to be able to manage all this it was like such a like cool like oh uh, like that's like 
you know, I mean, I, this is probably <laughs> blowing it up uh, a little bit out of proportion, but it's like one of those moments when like, you know, the Nike swoosh, right? Like you see it and you're like, oh, this is something. There's something here. So yeah. I think it's cool. And it's just going to be very different from the other podcasts. And it, it is like, I think an area where we have a lot of like those, uh, you know, first responders that listen on the periphery to our podcasts and are interested in it. But like being able to have sort of, uh, you know, the credibility and credentialing of like, a fire department PIO um, makes sense. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. One of uh, one of the things that that gets me super geared up about where we're headed here with this is the fact that um, uh, very selfishly, and I'm sure John and Zach, both of you can attest to the fact that there is when you invite people on to your shows, um, you learn a ton from them. And so mm. the selfish nature of life, fire and layout is that the people I'm going to bring on are folks that, you know, either I have known, I've worked with, I've experienced, um, or even even if I don't have that direct connection, I want to learn something from them and and hopefully have that. It won't be hopefully, it'll definitely be some, any of the listeners will hopefully pick some stuff up from them. Um, mm -hmm. One of the big tenants that I want folks to leave each of the podcasts with is what are you going to do tomorrow? And that will be the question that probably will end um, each one of my podcasts is what, what are you going to do tomorrow with the information that you garnered, uh, you know, today or, or something along those lines? Because that's the stuff that when I was growing up in the fire service, man, I, if, if I could redo like 15 years ago, if I could redo it, um, I probably wouldn't redo a ton of stuff, frankly, because it was an awesome, it's been an awesome ride. But what I would redo is I would drop a lot more knowledge and I would, you know, which now I have the, the privilege, uh, thanks to the readiness lab, John Scardino, Zach Borst, of hey. being able to do. It's like the theme song for this. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm also very, uh, you know, one of the things about the fire service in particular is it's pretty insular and it's like a fairly new thing to sort of have, uh, like these public speakers, you know, fire department coffee has gone a long way to sort of like build this like influencer sphere of, uh, yeah. you know, fire department personnel. But like Vermont is a small state. Uh, you know, I went up through the first the time ranks. he's never admitted that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Physically, uh, emotionally, uh, in a lot of different ways. And it's funny, like there's so many people in the state like that, just like, you know, for again, so like if, if Prescott didn't want to leave the area code, you know, there's a ton of leaders that uh, I think just having a someone who's willing to sort of step out and be like, hey, like, I'll be your voice. Um, you know, I really hope like getting Peter Lynch on your podcast would be amazing. That dude changed my life. Like the whole reason I'm in public safety was because he made it so fun and so interesting. Um, and so just getting like the perspective of these like really, really important and cool leaders that otherwise you wouldn't hear from uh, because like emergency managers, like our speakers, right? Like that's like our first job communicate. Like that is above almost every other responsibility, mm -hmm. communicate network. Like you have to sort of do that inherently in the job. Uh, and then first responders, it's like almost you keep your, you keep it tight, right? Like you don't leave the family. Like if you have a problem or anything, you take care of it at the firehouse. If you have like thoughts or ideas, you keep it in the firehouse. And I was a loud mouth in the fire department. And so they always stuck me as like PIO. No I'd, run, I'd run social media, uh, all that stuff. But like, there's still like sort of this culture of like, you know, like, is it okay to talk about it? So I think having some, the more opportunities, more podcasts to sort of like uh, get those folks out there. And then 
highlight those leaders. Like there's great, we have tons of emergency management leaders that are awesome, but like all these like cool fire chiefs and, and uh, you know, EMS chiefs. Oh my God, you wanna talk about a population that is like never represented when we have these discussions, you know, getting some of the EMS folks uh, and leaders in the field. I just talked to RJ Morrison uh, for my podcast for TraumaSoft. Uh, and it was awesome listening to him talk about how his experience was and what he's doing to sort of help uh, people, you know, because EMS is in a crisis right now for staffing, probably worse than any of our fields, but worse than emergency managed, worse than fire, probably worse than law enforcement. Um, and so like, you know, getting that perspective out there and because we all are like the same family. Emergency managers always kind of feel like we're like the second cousins that show up to like the family reunion every once in a while. But like, the here? truth is, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> We're like, Wait, that I can't... thought, yeah, they're only related by marriage and uncle blah and aunt just got divorced. So like, we don't even have to like, do they have to be here? You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And then uh, just, you know, Prescott uh, is on our, I'm not even joking. I, I say this is a joke, but it's not a joke. He is on every news channel in the state almost every day. If something happens in this state, I, I, I it's not even, uh, it, I swear to God, I've, I've been sending stuff to John. Every time it pops up, I see like an article where Prescott's in there. Like, Look, here he is. Lie, here yeah. he is. I'm like, he's on it again. I can't escape this dude. And so now we're just like fully giving him a platform so he can, even when there's a day where he's off, he could still uh, get his face on video. So. Oh, that should be your tagline. Even when you're off, you're on. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, work up. Maybe yeah, workshop yeah, that. Yeah, Think about that one. That. Even when you get... Uh, hey, so... <laughs> uh, I just want to say, real talk, it's uh, completely opposite ends of the country. Uh, you got Washington, and I have lots of friends from Washington, but they're all weird. <laughs> I only know a few people from Vermont, but percentage-wise, it's probably pretty high for the state. And everybody I make from Vermont is amazing. Erica Borderman was on the show a few times. I mean, Zach, you know, number two in the company, like obviously like right-hand man. Prescott, you're coming onto the network. And uh, just, oh my gosh, we're going to talk about this at nauseum. We're just going to like, it's going to be like this whole like thing. We're just like complimenting you like being for 20 minutes, uh, Prescott. But seriously, I'm so excited for you to come. And uh, Zach and I get to talk a lot now, but you get to have the entire thing to yourself eventually. And uh that's pretty exciting too to like seriously to have somebody who's so great to to come onto this network. So and you can up. see him in person at Die Pop. Oh, yeah. hey, that's even cooler. Hey, you're gonna be a new here. Hold on, hold on. Are you a super fan of Prescott of <laughs> Life Fire Layout? You can see him in August 29th through 31st in St. Louis, Missouri. Sign up today. St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, my my goodness. Yeah, no, I, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't have these buttons. This is first of all, yeah, so we have to remove buttons. that. Yeah, can you do the radio version? Can you do a radio, the radio one? one? I need that one. Yeah. Yes. Hey, everybody! It's time to go down to St. Louis, Missouri, for Prescott Nadu's going to be there. A dynamic populations. This is the yep. old time radio show. You just offended all the people in St. Louis for saying Missouri. But you probably brought in the rest of Missouri. Oh, perfect! That's how they say it. Yeah, yeah, we're bringing in the Ozarks. No one's thought about the Ozarks oh, and um, the uh, the steamboats. We want the steamboat captains there. We want uh, all of those folks. But well, it's because we don't like fly a purple flag. Purple, you know what what's that, the purple flag? No, I don't know what that is. So in FEMA, um, when we would do like the environmental searches, and we were getting out in like the woods to look for people, 
if they the trees were start to be marked with purple, we knew we had to evacuate. Oh, because they were like anti-government. Oh, so whoa, our, oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah so like the uh, yeah, yeah the what do they call those? Like this. Uh, oh gosh, yeah. There was we had a issue in um, the Texas Louisiana where it was like unincorporated area. Oh and yeah, and you would like travel around. They're like, yeah, don't go over there. there. <laughs> yeah, if yeah. you do, there's all of these. Uh, people in body armor and with rifles who will escort you to talk to them, but they're going to kind of hide because they also don't want to get shot yeah, at. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, I'm very place. excited. I think it'll be good. Uh, you know, so we've had Brad there the last uh, two times. Brad's awesome. Uh, yes. Great PIO, but he was deployed to Guam for uh, the last few months. And so he wasn't sure if he'd be back in time. Um, and so uh, we were like, hey, Prescott, uh, we know you and you've done this before. Uh, you should come down and instruct. And then also, you know, one of the best parts about instructing these classes is like, so on top of good instructors, on top of amazing speakers, every class has been full of like these just cool people who are like experts in their own right. And they all have these very uh, diverse backgrounds and like, it's just so cool to like bring everyone together and then get to hang out. So like we're instructing them through, you know, this sort of the specifics of the exercise and the areas that we're trying to like hammer home. The really critical things about dealing with an a venue facility, you know, location with dynamic populations, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but then to, you know, have the social uh, times and then to have the, you know, just to like catch up with these folks and learn about their background and, and, you know, chew the fat and swap war stories and everything. And then at the end, we're all in the room dealing with the major exercise and each of those people bringing their expertise and what they've learned through the week into it is just like awesome. Like every single time it's usually like, I don't know, maybe 10 o'clock on the, on the, uh, the last day when we're like, it's humming. I use that term all the time. Like the machine's humming. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it starts out and everyone's like trying to figure each other out. It's like, it's a, it's a, you know, summer camp, you know, you just get there and you're like awkwardly staring at each other. And then like one person's like, well, I know how to start a fire. And you're like, cool. You're a fire starter person. Like I want you to be in the, you know, in my cabin and then we'll hang out. We'll become best friends. And it like happens so high. fast. Yeah. <laughs> and it happens so fast. And all of a sudden, like you have this, like just functioning group and we're trying to you know challenge them and break them hmm. and now yeah. you'll get to do that and pio is uh is one of the really important tasks it's super fun so i'm excited and i really can't wait this year is going to be or this year right? this is it, when no i guess yeah this is the first one we've done this year yeah this year. Um, yeah this will have uh a lot of like we already have i think it's like almost three quarters full if not even higher More. yeah and um there is like a lot of heavy hitters that are attending. So I am like really excited, which means, you know, you kind of adjust. We have, a, of course, like a process for this and everything, but we have an opportunity to like really throw down the gauntlet with some of these folks and push yeah. and try to see how they'll be able to address that that last day. Um, plus, it's going to be cool. We're going to be at the Cardinals Stadium. Like, that's amazing. Twice, Stadium. actually, which is pretty yeah. cool. A uh, big shout out to Phil uh, Melcham, the... Um the head of security for the Cardinal stadium. He has been just all over it. He has actually done so many things with his stadium. Um, uh, Prescott, I got to hear from you in a second, but I just like, so excited about this at the, during our banquet, after the whole exercise, 
uh, Phil is going to give this presentation and say, hey, you just dealt with this exercise. You all come from different backgrounds. Uh, we have the DEA. I mentioned the DEA, right? We have DEA coming. We have FEMA coming. We have DHS coming. We have the British Army coming. We have um, the, the uh, UK's National Center for um, uh, Seaburn coming. We have all these like different, like, you know, quote unquote, big name organizations, but none of them really are a venue, right? They all deal with dynamic populations in a different way. But Phil, funny enough, he kind of is like leading the, the country's way to do stadium security. And so he's going to be saying, hey, he's going to do this whole thing. Where it's like, hey, here was your exercise. This is the things that you're working through. And really our exercise is crisis leadership and decision making. He's going to be able to pull it back and say, hey, this is how we do it actually real world in the Cardinal Stadium. And I bet you almost anything like every single other person who comes to our things like we thought about a lot of other things. I thought I knew everything. And you just told us some other things to think about. So it's going to be this special moment. But Prescott, I got to turn it over to you. You haven't gone before. We asked you to step up big time. We already know that you can do the job. You already teach. You already do all the things of, for PIO. You've heard all the hype. You know all the people who've gone. You know the big names. For somebody who hasn't gone before, and especially as a teacher and an instructor, what are the outcomes that you're expecting? And um, you know, kind of like, what is your perspective as an instructor? What are you hoping to provide at this training? It's kind so, of a two-parter, uh, but yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I think uh, one of the things that I'm expecting to occur is for there to be a level of organized chaos. I think that everything that I've heard, <laughs> emphasis on the chaos, and, yeah. and, and every exercise, every functional exercise that I've ever participated in, there is a realization of, oh my gosh, I feel unprepared. Like the mm. exercises I've been to, the people have, have done that on purpose. They want to put you in an uncomfortable spot. Um, and so I expect that I expect that there will be a level of uh, a complete lack of comfort, um, or I shouldn't say a complete lack, um, other than the chairs apparently from two years ago or anyway, there was the one chairs. Yes. Those yeah. were, that was, uh... Sorry for everyone for those chairs. <laughs> yeah. Didn't mean to bring up a sore subject. But, uh, fine. Unintended. Oh, oh honestly, like the, not the worst thing that happened during that. No, gosh. Yeah. We had an instructor. That's a whole other. Yeah, yeah. You should re listen to that episode. You want to hear actual chaos and dealing with it. But yeah, yeah. We were but we digress. Yeah, we, we, we digress. But I expect that. I expect that. And then turn that into the teaching aspect. I expect from that to be um, the the real learning of, of what it takes to be in crisis leadership. So we can talk on this podcast. You can read a book on crisis leadership. You can do all of these things from afar. But when you are in the, when you're doing it, when you are doing it, it is a totally different ball game. And I speak uh, from experience, both you know, actual incidents and training. The functional exercises that I've been a part of have been awesome because at the end of it, you are dead tired, exhausted, but you walk away with so many takeaways. Um, I expect binders or not binders, but like notepads to be filled up or people use technology these days. I kind of hope so. Perhaps, yeah. <laughs> you know, Black. maybe, maybe not the notepad, but whatever you fill up, um, it's going to be in here. And so I'm, I'm personally excited to see, uh, some of that organized chaos ensue and then what people I, I really hope take away from at the end. I want to interview you and put this on your calendar. I want to interview literally the, the Tuesday after we all get back because you're talking about past experiences and you're talking about like the, the right kind of uh, stress level and you're talking about going all in and getting exhausted in the right ways. 
I want to see if this is comparable before. And if you have a different perspective um, for one way or the other, to be honest, I have a, I have a suspicion that you're going to walk out of this and you're going to say something to the effect of, I didn't even know this was possible for emergency management. Like uh, it's funny, like when the military comes, you know, and other partners come, they've, they've either been like those strategic level tabletops or they've done this stuff. And they're like, Hey, I get to do the full scale. I get to bring, you know, Nashville, I'm going out there in two weeks. I'm one of the speakers on a panel. They're bringing out 1500 soldiers. We don't bring out 1500 soldiers, right? We don't literally blow up a stadium, right? But we make the, we have designed literally every single minute detail we could possibly think of to make it part of the experience so that the outcomes that we're trying to get out of people that is basically, uh, I'm at the point now with the instructors, yourself included, where I know the caliber instructors are so high that I know the outcome is inevitable for every single person who attends. And we have thought about every detail. However, um, people say, you know, I had a colonel say to me, I bring out 1500 soldiers for an entire week and I take over a city. And somehow you did that with 40 people in three days. And it was somehow more fun and more stressful. That's when I knew that I was like, we're on to something because like people are like, oh, is it a full scale exercise? No. Is it a tabletop? Not really either because it's like six functional exercises happening all at the same time that impact each other. And by the way, you switch every hour. Yeah. And so like you, you never get comfortable. It's really fun. It's like an entire training and exercise cycle in like three days. Like you start out with your seminars and your workshops to go over the plans, kind of talk about stuff, see how it's actually going to lay out. Uh, then you're going to go into the, you know, uh, uh, functional ish exercise slash tabletop. Like we're, we're kind of doing tabletops during the days as well to kind of like walk through people through each of the specialized areas. And then it's like, it's one of those things you can see, like sometimes, especially people who are really experienced have come in. And day one, they're kind of like, uh, like this kind of feels yeah. remedial. I'm like relearning stuff. And then at the end of the exercise, they're like, oh, right. Like I actually did not know what I was talking about. And I have enough knowledge and maybe that one specific area where I felt like I did, but like in practice, uh, under stress, uh, we don't. And then we've got radio traffic going on. There's, you know, uh, you know, we had, uh, uh, emergency mass notification systems for one of them like mm. and it changes each time which is kind of cool too like we have different vendors that show up we have different uh um you know kind of scenarios that we play out uh and so we've had people that have attended both of our last yeah. two and they're like i actually felt like they were two totally different experiences yeah. and uh, got something out of all of them so um but yeah i it's it'll be very interesting to see i i just the the thing that i always like the second day you start to glass over from just like, there's so much that we're like doing and you're tired. Like that's the other part of this that like a lot of exercises don't do. We have the social events afterwards. We go do really fun stuff and hang we out with people out. and you start to get tired. And then like Friday, you're like, oh my gosh. And like in the morning, you're just like all stressed out. And and, and it, it isn't until like people start to like figure out like, oh, I have to build a system to make this work. And I have to start to coordinate outside of my little sphere and that if not if we're not all coordinating together then this isn't going to work it's and it so just happens fun. so fast it's crazy yeah it, I, I will say uh sorry prescott i don't want to cut you off um 
the it is really really fun to take somebody who has been doing it for 30 years and actually doing it very well very high level positions you know th this is geared for senior leadership this is not entry level and you know we do have the spectrum people bring their staff other people want to come and then we're welcome them you know hey might as well learn early right but it is geared for people with a lot of experience and it is really really fun to watch um what i would call that humility happen one you have the instructors you two included are instructors that it's like i can't say that i know everything because the person i'm listening to has done this more than i have so you immediately get that first knock the second knock happens when people who are truly experienced but are still very very passionate always walk out of there and they say oh i didn't know everything i just learned something and uh, i think it was orlando i think it was pretty sure orlando there was one guy in particular he said i thought i knew everything i don't know everything and that's really fun because it's been a long time. It's like to, to be able to teach somebody something. And again, like when you have Steve Johnson out there, when you have Vanessa Flores out there, when you have Jedediah Abrams out there, when you have like these really great people in addition to you who are actively doing the job, it's like you can't hold a flame, right? And the, the even better is like, it's not like I'm better than you concept. It's we are now finally operating together. And this is how much more effective you can be when you get out of operating in a silo. So all things really excited. Everybody's listening to the podcast. Like John, you've talked about Diamond Pops so many times on your podcast. But guys, I just presented you to two phenomenal instructors that you get to hear from more in person. And you know, we really hope you can come. If you can't come, there's lots of reasons why people can't come. And we get it. Scheduling, a fiscal year, a grant, whatever. If you want us to host a die pop, if you're like, man, I really want this to happen, but I just can't make it happen, you should probably reach out to the Readiness Lab. Our team is really, really great. We go, we do all over the country. We've done it in Atlanta and uh, Orlando. We're doing it in St. Louis. We'll probably do it in Portland and Philadelphia at some point. Washington D.C. was brought up to us at one point. And so, if you want to do it in your neck of the woods, and you, you know, I've heard of this thing called Homeland Security Grants, which everybody has. Um, it's probably a phenomenal way to get us out there sometime in the future. So reach out to the contact at the readiness lab.com. Um, so that's my last pitch on that one. Uh, I'm going to make a big pitch for Prescott's episode. That's going to be coming out life fire layout to say that one more time, life fire layout. I think it's going to come out around October, uh, August one, August one. Is that correct? I'm looking at the nodding heads. Um, so check it out for then. Um, and that's going to come out. So you'll get a few weeks of Prescott before you see him in person at die pop and um that will be on all things i'll be on apple spotify iHeartRadio, across the board google playlist um by the way i think zach's on there now too you can actually find our pre our podcast on alexa so if you're listening near alexa right now hey alexa play disaster tough podcast <laughs> you're welcome you're now listening to it twice um so last thing is last i'm gonna go just round robin here First, Prescott, the man, the myth, the hour, the guy we've been talking about uh, right in front of his face the whole time. Uh, Prescott, last pitch, last comments, last anything from you before we end this out. Uh, quick thank you to both of you for getting this started and showering me with uh, compliments. I'll just, you know, any anything, you know, keep it coming, keep it coming. Uh, no, my, my last pitch is this. Uh, I'm a training officer in my organization. I love training more than anything in the whole world outside of my wife and kids. Uh, and... Um, 
training the way we are going to train at this dynamic populations course when skies are hopefully very blue is the single best thing we can do because skies will not always be blue. They will be very, very gray. And if they haven't been gray for you or you or your organization already, um, then, uh, you know, you can thank the stars and, and uh, come to this class. So when they do get gray, you are prepared. I love training and I'm excited for it. Awesome. Zach. Well, the skies have been gray over Vermont now for like a solid three months straight. And uh, yeah, uh, it's just the I, I'm, I'm super excited for Prescott and his uh, perspectives uh, just because he's a dude that like I've known for a very long time and you keep trying to find like skeletons and he just doesn't have any like he everyone loves him. They all say nice things about him. Like I need to find the guy who thinks Prescott's a jerk. I want to find that person. Uh, but We're I haven't found him, him yet. So he's uh, you're all going to meet him and you're all going to get to know him. And I think that that's so cool. That's one of like the, you know, powers of, of podcasting. Um, and he's doing what every 30 something guy should be doing. And that's getting a podcast. So congratulations for you for aging, uh, into this, uh, world and, um, but yeah, dynamic populations. I can't wait to be there. Tons of cool instructors. I can't wait to see, uh, Steve. I can't wait to see Walt. Vanessa's also a first time instructor. I'm really excited to meet her in person. I talked to her over the internet many, many, many times when we were working with them. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Prescott will be there. Uh, Jed, uh, you know, the head of global security for Walmart. I mean, these are just such cool people. And then our speakers, Pete Gaynor. Yes. Pete is so awesome. I described it the last time, uh, uh, he came and presented, I, I told him this and I hope it, it resonated. It's like I got to play, uh, pick up baseball with like Mickey Mantle. Like, you know, like I showed up to like do the thing. And then like the guy was there, the one who'd been through all of this stuff. And then, um, uh, Joe Hernandez, uh, I mean, an absolute USAR legend, like any, this guy has been to every disaster that this country has faced for like the last 30 years. And he's speaking of training. This is like one of the best trainers on the planet. This guy is amazing. Um, yeah. John Scardina is also presenting, uh, you know, I hear him all the time, you know, yeah, good, good speaker. His presentations are always entertaining, uh, but you could, I, I have to, I have to listen to his presentations every day. No, John's presentation will be amazing. It'll be so awesome. Uh, so I, you know, can't say enough things. So I'm very excited. This is like another, like we've had a, like these really big steps in, uh, the readiness lab and Doberman emergency management over the last like six months, like huge leaps and bounds. And I feel like this is going to be a big one. I don't know why, I don't know what's going to change, but like something feels like this is gonna, this is going to be a big deal. So um, as they always have been, but it's just like each time it progressively something, something comes out of it that we weren't prepared for that just like blows us up even more. So I'm very excited. Yeah. And, and to your credit, uh, Zach, I mean, that's really because of you, you've been here from the inception of that. Um, everything that we're doing, we are meticulous in die pop, but I've been meticulous about trying to find amazing people who can work with us long-term. And, uh, one of the things that I've been thinking about just for, you know, everybody's situational awareness who is listening for this and kind of that nugget for you that you might be able to take away, maybe a lesson that I've had to learn is that um, something I've been saying a lot this summer is you can only go, I can only take up people on high as the mountain as they're willing to climb. And uh, we have worked with a lot of people and some of those people are not willing to climb that mountain with us. But um, in order to find those people, we keep on reaching out to people who uh, we hope that are amazing. And Prescott, you know, between Zach knowing you for so long and you've coming on my podcast and helping out my students and 
um you know, like the fact that you're so mission focused it's like i know this guy is going to climb really high on the mountainous with us and i hope all the way die pop in uh, august is going to be one of those major you know summit moments for us we are weeding out all the junk that we've had to deal with for 20 30 40 years in emergency management and finally figuring out how to overcome the number one problem in emergency management which is on every single after action report communications and speaking of that if you're listening to this podcast right now i got to give one big huge shout out to l3 harris they have been an amazing, amazing partner of the Readiness Lab. Zach has their radios. My final pitch is on August 1st, the same day Prescott's podcast is launched, Zach and I are going to be in the L3 Harris webinar talking about a new kind of hurricane responder. And really what that just means is that we care about technologies and innovation. So if you care about innovating yourself as an emergency manager or in this world of emergency services, make sure you sign up for that free webinar. And on top of that, tune in every week to Zaster Tough Podcast. Give us that five-star rating and subscribe. And Smash last, that like button. Yeah. Leave a comment Smash below. That. Smash that. Hey, if you're not, even when you're off, you're on. <laughs> and we're out. <laughs>